Welcome to Spectacular Slovakia. Today we will ask Paul and Lina Doji, an American couple who visited Slovakia and Bratislava for the first time this autumn, about their impressions of the country. They will help first-time visitors of the Slovak capital navigate the city center and tell us where all the best wines are. Paul and Lina Doji, welcome to Spectacular Slovakia podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much. (laughs) And I would um, like to ask you about your recent trip to uh, Bratislava and some other places in Slovakia. Uh, But first of all, uh, you spent some autumn days in Bratislava, wasn't it? Yes, we were there in September and the weather just couldn't have been better. It was really warm uh, this September. It was beautiful. beautiful. And I don't think we had any rain, maybe rain one day. Uh, yeah, we were there. Our total trip was about three weeks, and I think out of the whole thing, we had one day, and it was. And and the best part about it is basically it was our last day driving back. So uh, okay. driving back to to fly home. So uh, um, yeah, other than that, every every day was was absolutely beautiful. Okay, so I'm not going to ask you too much about how to organize a trip to Slovakia, but you just told me uh, before that you traveled to uh, Bratislava from Prague, that you first flew yes. to Prague and then made your way to Bratislava. Uh, could you just tell me what were the, the biggest differences between the two capitals? Did you feel like it was just one country not so many years ago? Uh, both of them, you know, but because of the history of, um, of that area in general, I feel that both the cities were relatively similar. They had uh, both had very nice uh, old town areas, and and obviously, you know, the river being there, you know, affects everybody as well. And um, but I, you know, I I thought Bratislava was very nice, um, uh, and just as nice in, in its own way as as Prague. And Prague tends to get a little bit more publicity and stuff like that. And I can I guess I can understand that a little bit. But quite honestly, I don't see why you know Bratislava doesn't get the same. It, 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 I think it's uh, it offers just as many um, cool things to see and to do. Well, and I felt like. Um, Bratislava was a little bit more modern than Prague was. They had the old town, but then their new town, the newer parts, I thought, were more modern than uh, Prague. And it was an easy town to get around in, Bratislava was. Um, so, and not as big as Prague. And that was... Uh, that uh, works think, in our favor. <laughs> yeah, that made, it, that made it very easy to maneuver yeah, through easy, Bratislava. Yeah, a lot much, much easier to do, to walk. You know, uh, when you're when you're in the area and stuff like that. I mean, for the most part, you know, you really when you come to these cities, you're not necessarily very familiar with the public transportation. So it's it's what you can kind of you know. But if, you know, you have a map there, and if you can just walk it, you know, you can find your way around. And we were able to do that pretty easily in Bratislava. Mm-hmm. And what I liked too about Bratislava was the fact that it was not as crowded as Prague. So it is one of those things where uh, you. Um, uh, you like to get there before everybody else does. So <laughs> Prague is, you know, it's a destination now, and Bratislava is a well-kept secret. <laughs> we, yeah, we understand you want to get Prague's crowds, but we're happy that they weren't there okay, at well, this point. At this point, or when we were there. Okay, so there's still a few years probably to go before Bratislava gets as yeah, crowded as it's it's So it's everyone it's come and see well, once, this, once this podcast gets out, everybody's going to want to come to Bratislava. So <laughs> that's all. 
<laughs> okay. Um, so what were the things that remained with you after? Uh, what, what, what were the things that you liked the most uh, in Bratislava, the sites? You know, I um, the Blue Church was pretty amazing to me. I had never seen anything quite like it. And the fact that it was just sitting in the in this little neighborhood um, was interesting and um, that everything was blue around it. I mean, it was just uh, it was so charming and so beautiful and so uh, well preserved. Um, yeah, I <clears throat> that stood out in my memory. Um, for me, I just generally <laughs> liked wandering around in the old town area. I thought there, you know, the. Um, the shops, the architecture, the the men at work, the all the little um, side streets and, and stuff to me uh, was was what I really enjoyed. Yeah, along the, walking along the river there was was good, and, and yeah, that, that's kind of what I like. One of the things that we did also was we took the free. Um, Guy, a walking tour through Bratislava. Okay. And so we met up with a tour guide, and that was so we interesting. Did them, didn't we? We, did, we did one one day that did part of the town. I thought it was two. I think we did one one day and one the next day. We did two different walking tours, and they were that both went to different areas, like a part one and a part two. Mm-hmm. And uh, the nice thing about it is, you know, you, you, you go along, and when you're done, you just tip the guy for whatever you feel is what was worth. In both cases, um, both the guides were very good and and uh, very knowledgeable about Bratislava and uh, took us all around to see some really cool things we probably wouldn't have seen otherwise. Well, and also filled us in on the history. You know how uh, when you walk around by yourself, you have so many questions, you know, and so it was really nice being with a guide whose English was good and uh, was very knowledgeable. But we went to a um, a bunker, uh, a bunker museum that yeah. was outside of Bratislava. Just outside, uh, yeah. Yes, and that was quite an experience for us to have that firsthand World War II experience to be able to go actually inside of a bunker. They had done such a great job of maintaining it, Rest- restoring it. Yes, and bringing back. Um, memorabilia that was authentic, uh, and the the people who take care of it are so passionate about this project. Um, we we really enjoyed the history that they brought to life for us at the bunker. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that we did as we left um, Bratislava was um, we went to the Danubiana Art Museum. Yes, the art museum. And Yes, and that art museum was spectacular. Um, the um, the sculptures that were outside of the museum were beautiful, but the museum itself was so beautifully designed, and it sits right on the Danube, and it's shaped like a boat. And when you're inside the museum, they have these big windows, and you look out on the Danube River, and... I thought that was a really special, um, a special thing to do. It has a very special atmosphere that plays with the water around, and it's very peaceful to me, at least. Yeah. I would agree with that. That was a real treat. Okay. One of my other favorite things was um, they called it the wine museum, and it was in the basement of the old town hall in the old town, yes. and. 
this wine cellar was absolutely beautiful. It was world class. And the, um, the steward there was so interesting and, um, I loved tasting the um, Slovak wines. They were, what a surprise, what a delight they were, and so good. And we we live in Nevada, so uh, California wines are our go-to. I mean, we, um, and we're very proud of California wines, but I thought that the Slovak wines were every bit as good. And I thought it was interesting uh, how he, he was telling us that, um, they make uh, 400 uh, million barrels. 40 million, 40 million bottles a year. Okay. And, and, but he said, uh, but they drink 80 million bottles a year, so none of it gets exported. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so this wine museum is basically the place where you have the 100 best uh, Slovak wines evaluated yes. by experts. Exactly, mm-hmm. and you know... And the fact that they allow you, they have a tasting where you can, uh, you can taste for 100 minutes and you can taste 72 of the top 100 wines in Slovakia. And the cost is 23 euro. And I just, uh, I, that's a pretty cheap drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take another thing that we like, that we liked about Bratislava was the Trudelnik. Um, All of the Trudelnik uh, stands, and oh my gosh, they were so good. It was addictive. Which was your Which favorite was... flavor? Well, we um, Paul got the one with the ice cream inside of it. Oh, okay. So it was sugar on the outside. Yes, yeah, so I think it was maybe some cinnamon to it or something like that. Yeah. The only my only my only complaint is I wish they would find a way to just make it a cup. So I, I, whenever you get it filled with stuff, your your hand ends up holding a lot of ice cream in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, unless unless you eat it really fast, uh, you know. But it's I, I have a sweet tooth anyway, so it's it was a, it was a nice treat. Uh, was there anything uh, special in Bratislava's restaurants that you've tried uh, the local? Food. The one thing that stood out to us was, and this was not in Bratislava, but the Goose Festival, when we went out for a goose dinner. Yeah, just outside Bratislava, though. Yes, yes, that was, that was a, I think it was the best, one of the best meals we had while we were there. So what would you recommend tourists planning to visit Bratislava for the first time, maybe? What should they be ready for? Is there anything that they need to know? about dealing with the locals or the, the language or or anything really we found most people to be pretty uh, pretty friendly um, I don't think I, I mean coming as a as an as an American I uh, am totally confused by most of the Central European languages they just uh, they just couldn't I could never quite figure anything out um, there isn't any sort of a um, uh, a, either a German or a Latin base to words that you can normally try to figure out what's what. But, uh, but that being said, I thought Bratislava was another very nice, but, um, for lack of a better term, underrated, um, European capital. I mean, you know, sure, it's not a Paris or a London, but it's not, it's not some little, you know, little dinky town somewhere. It's it's a major metropolis, and 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 it has its um and, and it it has its charms. 
my recommendation would be um, to uh, do a walking tour with a guide as soon as you can. Yeah, that was great. Because that gives you kind of the lay of the land, and you can always go back and see those things that they pass by too quickly. And I really felt like going down along the Danube was beautiful. Seeing the Opera House was beautiful. Um, the UFO Bridge was so unique. And um, uh, so, yeah, I would I would recommend um, doing a walking tour and then exploring on your own after that. Okay, thank you very much to both of you. Thanks for listening. If you like traveling around Slovakia and have recommendations you would like to share with our listeners, let us know at spectator at spectator.sk or on Facebook. For full information about traveling in Slovakia, visit shop.spectator.sk to buy our spectacular Slovakia travel guide. This was Spectacular Slovakia with Michaela Terencani, brought to you by the Slovak Spectator, Slovakia's English language newspaper. Special thanks to Tomáš Rybar for post-production of this podcast. Spectacular Slovakia is available on spectator.sk, SoundCloud or iTunes with new episodes out every Wednesday evening.